because it's all great content and information and you're going to love it. Um, but I think this hundredth episode is just going to be 
an amalgamation of me being vulnerable and sharing with you where I'm at. Part of the reason I decided to record right now in this moment is that I am feeling, let's see, it's uh, Wednesday, December 15th. There's solar wind slamming the earth a bit. Uh, the sun is very active. We are having extreme weather in the U.S. Uh, I need to check out the rest of the world, actually. I have to stop being so geocentric about my weather observations. Not to say that there aren't people probably exactly like me all over the world focusing on their own areas. So I should probably just mind my own business. But I do feel like if I'm going to be doing this guy balancing thing, I should pay more attention to the weather in the rest of the world. Duly noted, self. But I'm recording because it relaxes me. It calms my energy. And uh, it's not that I am agitated in any way. It's just I feel the quickening flow of energy flowing through me. I feel the storm activity on the earth and in space. Because when the solar wind is really fast like this, up around 500 or higher, uh, it's sort of like a hurricane in space outside of Earth, which ironically can slow down or minimize the hurricanes that we're having down here on Earth. So that's why I'm recording right now. I have some interesting segments that I recorded on November 10th. And interestingly enough, again, on December 10th, there continues to be tremendous growth and development. I knew this would be a time of that, which is why I took the week off in November and I'm doing it in December and I will do it again in January and most likely February if I can swing it. I have an episode that's going to be released with Karen Rontowski on the 17th might be a bit delayed she has some stuff going on that's uh throwing off her schedule but anyway it should be out soon so watch for that on paranormal karen i talk all about the human resonance on there but this period of growth and expansion has just been tremendous i just had the most beautiful connection with my mother, the mother, Mother Gaia, Tara, all the names that she's known by. And as always, it was a beautiful experience, but she showed me something very poignant and very healing for me that I'm going to share in the best way I can because I'm going through a stage of downloads and information where and it's not just me there's a lot of people like me experiencing this right now where we are being asked to use our discernment to decipher what we should announced to the world and what we should just keep to ourselves for now. 
and that doesn't mean gatekeeping it just means there's some information that it's just not time for in the same way your highest self knows when it's time for you to know more kind of that thing but in this exchange my mother was comforting me I'm having a hard time in the human experience with this time of year because for reasons I can't go into a year ago one of my two children had to move out and go live with his dad because of the other one and it's nobody's fault there is no blame to be had but it's still was a fracturing and a ripping away of my children, including the one who is still here and was still here uh, since last year this time. And <sighs> tremendously painful, just tremendously painful. And I've gone through several stages of healing and release and working on this with myself. And with my children in the earthly realm as best I can. In other words, we're talking to them IRL. And then also with their highest selves. They are not... woo in a way that I could talk to them about things at a higher level. Um, I wouldn't say they're not awake because the way they conduct themselves in the world and the things they're into and the influence they have on others around them is very cosmic. But talking to my mother, she was comforting me about this. And what she showed me and what she explained to me and this is why I'm sharing it, because I know many of you are going through very difficult changes, losses, circumstances you, you know, tower moments, things you can't control, circumstances you can't control. You're being asked to surrender a lot and trust a lot in the universe and in yourself and in your galactic team having your back and knowing that you are being supportive in all this and having faith that these things are happening for you and not to you. So what my mother told me is that part of the reason, part of the mechanical function of this separation and of me having this experience with my children was to understand that separation, to understand what that feels like, and to help lead me towards a path of being able to reunite more of Gaia's children with her. This is probably going to venture into some uncomfortable, uh, I don't know, maybe triggering, like, uh, don't, don't qualify what you're saying. Just say it. Don't worry about that. It doesn't matter because whoever's meant to hear it will hear it. 
And if they don't, they do hear it and it's not meant for them. It just won't resonate and none of it matters. So in my experience and in what Gaia told me, the separation from my children was to teach me the feeling that her separation from her children feels like for her and to help lead me towards recovering the knowings, growing as a soul, bringing in and embodying myself fully and learning how to help others embody and reunite them with the mother in a deeper way. Every time I do a consciousness anchoring, the gratitude and love and joy that is expressed from Gaia to every single person is different and beautiful and tremendous exactly the way it is in the human experience as a parent when you have multiple children. Um, so part of what she told me is that now that I have learned all of this, that I will be able to reunite my family eventually, that eventually, and I don't think she's meaning, you know, like, well, when you die, you'll be reunited. It's not that sort of thing. She was very specific that we'll be whole again at some point in the not too distant future. It might take a year or two, but it will happen. And it's almost like she was expressing more gratitude and being grateful to me for making the necessary sacrifice to do this and to learn this and for making the sacrifice to be able to fully empathize and understand the separation that she feels from earth children. <clears throat> so whatever you're going through right now in your lives that seems difficult or insurmountable or why is this happening? How can this be happening? How can this be a good thing? I'm supposed to remind you that even though you can't see it right now, it will be worth it. It will be worth it. I have not been disconnected from my children in real life as far as loving them, participating with them. I have missed having my oldest son living with me, but in reality, 
if the pandemic hadn't happened and he'd gone off to college the way he was supposed to, he probably would have left anyway. It was just, you know, having it happen in such a traumatic circumstance was what sucked. And it continues to be difficult because I can't just invite him over. Uh, and that makes it hard between my youngest and I because he feels betrayed by me for still having a relationship with the other child. And I feel sometimes resentful of him for keeping me from my other child. But we have all grown tremendously in this experience. And I think there's an amount of healing that has come for all three of us that would not have happened if it had happened any other way. Oh, dramatic pause, right? Um, so, you can't know right now necessarily how things are going to turn out, turn out down the road. Six months from now, two months from now, a year from now. But what you can know is that the more you can surrender and the more you can allow the process of life to flow as it's meant to, the more you can get in the flow of life and not try to control everything, the quicker you will get through this stage. That is what I have learned by doing it the hard way, is that the more you can say to the universe or your guide team or whomever you declare these things to, is that I surrender to this experience and know that you will bring my highest good and I wholeheartedly accept your joy and ease and inner peace in this experience. There are many ways to find that feeling of wholeness, full embodiment, multidimensional expansion, reconnection to the mother. You can get there on your own because I did it. Um, there are many other teachers, healers, guides out there like me and whatever modality you're attracted to is probably meant for you. Um, but I can tell you that so far, the feedback and the reviews that I have gotten, the testimonials about the consciousness anchoring is that it, it really helps people to stay centered and have that ability to surrender and trust and allow the flow of the process of life and have that connection with the mother while you're going through the really hard stuff. And 
That is one thing I did not have a year ago <laughs> that I wish I had had. <laughs> I mean, granted, if I'd had it, then I probably wouldn't have learned everything I've learned and we wouldn't be having this little chat right now. But uh, I hope that whatever method you find, you can find that right now, that comfort and that knowledge. And likewise, if you're feeling great and riding high, because honestly, most of the time I am, in spite of having a little bit of sadness this time of year, navigating family stuff, uh, do it and rejoice, rejoice in your crushing it out there, you know, rejoice, you're meant to be joyful. And I guess my point, what I'm trying to say is if you're not going through a hard time right now, don't hide your light. Don't shine less. Don't hide your joy and your happiness because that bliss, that joy, that love, that happiness, that gives people hope. It gives people encouragement that things are still okay on the planet and can get better in their own individual lives. We are bombarded with so much information to the contrary. So I hope this helps some of you. I have a couple other weird segments that I'm going to share with you. And then I might say something else. And then I'm going to throw this up and call it good. Because throw it up. <laughs> I'm just going to vomit my words at the podcast platforms. Uh, but I want to get this out because I want to put out Colleen Orr's episode this weekend. And even though I am taking next week off, I'm sure there will be some podcast production happening. And if you just heard my burp, surprise, I'm in a human body and I don't care enough to edit that out. <laughs> as much as I want to be fancy, I also have enough Taurus leisureliness. I like to call it that rather than the other negative term that I'm able to let go of those little things and let them fly. Okay, you guys, so, oh, I gotta stop saying that. See, told you, vulnerability. Okay, folks, with an X, um, trying to get better about being inclusive with my language in other ways that I hadn't thought of yet. But at any rate, it's hard when you come from California and you call everyone dude, regardless of gender. So... This next segment, I am up in the middle of the night and I'm Benadryl, but I had this really great uh, conversation with you all about Mintaka at the time. This was November 10th, believe it or not. So much has happened since then. Um, so at any rate, uh, that's what's coming up now. And it's kind of funny because you can tell I'm a little bit loopy, but what comes out of it is still worthwhile. So that's why I am sharing it. So here's me diving back into Mintaka because 
the wound with my Nintakin uh, flame. We were able to reconcile things and heal the rift with each other. That doesn't mean that, you know, we're together, we're going to run off into the sunset or everything's perfect, but we're not being mean to each other anymore. And uh, we recognize that our connection to each other matters and that it's not something we can just like go, fine, I'm not going to talk to you anymore this lifetime. So enjoy. Five fourteen AM Benadryl thoughts. New segment here on the podcast. I'm doing fine. I just woke up in the middle of the night. We'll call this the yawning segment. But just having some random thoughts and I was talking about a friend with Mintaka quite a bit and I haven't talked about it much in a while because last year's tower moments like literally a year ago um, surrounded someone I love very much who I literally took on a body for before that I was just light and I didn't have any, um, you know, physical binds as it were. Uh, it's interesting how many people I'm encountering doing the consciousness anchoring who, um, like those who seem to remember deeply being light before having a body. Um, really struggle with wanting to be in one uh, because they feel like they're going to lose something. And it can be hard to see that in fact you'll gain something and you'll actually have access to all your power and all of your consciousness. But what brings me to the market? Why the fork am I awake 30? Oh, stretching. Ah, this is like an ASMR video or something. If you heard anything pop, that was my shoulders. Don't worry, it actually feels fantastic. It's one of the things you learn when you have Ellers Danlos is that, like, if you just stretch and pop and do all those things gently you tend to have less problems overall with dislocation and injury oh god getting way off track i should just take better drill every time i record uh so mintaka see i'm avoiding the topic because it might make me cry um and i don't feel like crying but this man that I love so much that I got to be with in this pivotal 
age and period of time and acceleration of Project Earth. Um, life got really hard and so we couldn't be together for a while. And it was neither of our fault, but we kind of had to be mean to each other to stay away from each other because that was nearly impossible. <laughs> um, like, and not in an unhealthy way either, just in like, imagine, I mean, we're talking 10,000, maybe even longer years of history. It feels longer, maybe more like 60,000. But uh, anyway, <laughs> a lot of history <laughs> there and just such a deep connection and then thinking that you get to be together and then nope, not this time. You'll have to wait another 10,000 years or so. That's what it was. I remember now because I know that Mintakins came here Ooh, much longer ago, like 60,000 or so. <clears throat> years uh so the um and then it's been 10,000 years since he and I got to exist together on this planet um in the same life experience with each other we see each other in the astral where we go when we're not uh, awake for training and also R&R, sort of like a little respite from the human experience sometimes, but we're learning how to have that in our bodies. So beating around the bush, um, my favorite thing, I was just sitting here realizing that because I was thinking about Mintakan families and they're like they're usually and that there are romantic partnerships and there's romantic love but none of it is for reproduction I I realized like that's not because and then and then that sent me down this whole rabbit hole of Oh my gosh, how human-centric or Earth-centric we are. That we just assume that every other uh, race or species or whatever you want to call it in the universe uh, is exactly like we are. Like that this is the only version of um, coming into being that can exist. Um, such an interesting thought, right? And so anyway, as my mind is going, because I was thinking about, um, when I visited Mintaka and I, the reason I haven't been back there is because it was too fucking painful, to be honest. I just couldn't, I couldn't, my heart would have broken into a million pieces and I... Um, you know, they understood that and I told them that and 
they said I would be back. And then I, I mean, obviously, always welcome back. But they said I would be back, that things would heal in time. Um, and they have. And now that they have, I'm <laughs> diving back into the Mintaka water. <laughs> but the soul family, like, they're all adults. There are no children. I realized this. I was like laying here thinking about it and pondering things as I do. Now you know why there's so much stuff I need to say and get out of my head and why I have a podcast and now a Patreon and a lot of really beautiful connections with people is that uh, this is like a 24-7 thing for me. I do get rest but there will be times like this where it's like well it's Five something a.m. Dog woke you up at four, so you better say this stuff before you forget it. Um, <clears throat> not really forget, just put aside. Because when you have this much stuff uh, traveling through your neural pathways, I think just a lot of processing. It's like a constant flow. It's like I can access it any time I make the effort to plug into it, but it's not fresh in my mind. Like, if you ask me about this, you know, I don't know, six months from now, I might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Mm -hmm, I remember that. <laughs> but at any rate, um, there's no children. And so there are these, like, Pods, we might look at it as like soul families here, but there are these pods of uh, Mintakins that like whales and dolphins. Oh, shit. No wonder. <laughs> this is going to be really funny if I put this out. Oh, my gosh. Just my general <laughs> dialogue. Here's what it's like to hang out with a goddess. Uh... We're, we're, we're pods. We're, we're in pods. So anyway, um, but I mean, whales and dolphins do sexually reproduce here on earth anyway. I don't know. Maybe they didn't have to in Mintaka. Um, anyway, and, and, but there definitely is some, like there's, there is sex, but it's just not for reproduction. Um, but it's more like a, It feels like stepping into a warm pool with another person and then having all of your energy just like mixed together so that you, you are the water. Anyway, it's hard to explain what I'm trying to relay. Uh, <clears throat> so no children, very interesting. And I've talked before about how, um, they create, like they sing and, and dream things into being there. It's like 
they're in a dream state and a co-creation state all the time so that they just uh, think things and then they are. Um, so there's, there's like the most interesting uh, birds and plants and the, because it's all like art. Um, but anyway, I think that's how Mormon talk-ins happen, is that they're like birthed from creation, from art that you make using the universe. That's wild. So now it has me wondering, uh, which, um, I don't know why, I guess heritage, the race, like the word race just bothers me. Like I just, and I guess that's because I, like the closer I get to unity consciousness, it's like, we're all the same stuff and I'm I'm not bypassing the actual human experience I realize it is a fucking shit show uh with some respects to that <clears throat> but um there's just gotta be a better way of phrasing it we need better words but that's the thing on Mintaka they mostly um communicate telepathically and tonally, like, you know, kind of like whales and dolphins. Um, so there's your Mintaka moment. And now, with my freaking dog who woke me up is snoring, I think I will join her a little while. I get some more sleep before I allow my big brain to play some more. So this last little bit, because I probably won't put anything after this except maybe some music uh, that represents what it feels like to get busy like I'm in talking. Um, and also what it feels like to be shape-shifty or just flat out shape-shifting in various dimensions and realities and expressions of consciousness. I'm trying to figure out a word that's shorter for that ex expico. <laughs> I don't know. Expicons. Um pecans. Now I want pie. But <laughs> the uh feeling, the experience of that is like melting. But this next little bit is something that the whales have had me doing with them for a while. It's sort of like they're asking me to musically interpret their whale song because, you know, what it sounds like underwater and what it sounds like to us may be way different than what it sounds like to them. And then uh, also, it's almost like they're teaching me how to speak whale. 
how to make some of those tones and I wanted to mention that there is a part in the middle where it sounds like maybe my voice is cracking or the audio is bad but that is actually something that started happening to my voice occasionally. Uh, it's probably similar to whatever the premise is for throat singing. All I know with that is that my vocal cords do not want to do that and it would uh, screw with my instrument in a way that would make me um, less healing for others. But that little clickety-click sound is a very whale dolphin thing. So that is something that I was not consciously doing. It's just sort of coming out of me. Um, so there you go. Maybe we're all gonna learn how to speak whale. Wouldn't that be awesome? So for real, I keep trying to say a wild ride I just took you on, and I can't even say it, so maybe it wasn't that wild, or maybe my lips are numb from talking to myself so much. So I, and I also just sang a lot. Um, have a beautiful couple of days or week or whenever you listen again and come join the Patreon. We're having a great time and growing and learning a lot of stuff. Much love everybody. She rules a life.
life like a fine skylark And when the sky is starless All your life you've never seen a woman Taken by the wind Would you stay if she promised you heaven? Will you ever win? Will you ever win? She rings like a bell through the night And would you love to love her? She rules the life like a bird in flight And who will be her lover? Dreams on